Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big day without the big price tag. I am not going to beat around the bush this episode because I have so many questions. It's like the floodgates have opened, like I've given you permission to write to me. Maybe you've loosened up or whatever. But thank you, Save the Date Wedding Podcast listeners, because I have lots of questions to answer. If you've never heard this podcast before, my name is Alicia. I am the host of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, and uh, I'm here to help you. I often say I am the Switzerland of wedding planning. I, I want you to think of me as the neutral territory. You can listen to this podcast without any judgment or fear. I am the anti, anti-mother-in-law. I keep bumming on mother-in-laws. Mother-in-laws can be wonderful. I have a lovely mother-in-law. Some people do not. It's cliche, but then if mother-in-laws could stop being jerks, then maybe the cliche would not carry on. There's my word for you today. If you have a question you would like to pose to me or my guests, I often ask bloggers and wedding experts if I have them on the line and I have your question in my hand, I will ask them and they always give probably more interesting responses than me. Hey, don't be down on yourself, Alicia. Don't be down on yourself. Just be cool. The first question... Look at me. I'm cracking right into it. I usually chat, but I've got too much on my mind. I need to get to it now. Here it is. The first question comes from Lindsay, and she asked this question on Facebook. That's actually where a lot of my questions have come from. Once I've said, hey, ask me on social media, that's where everyone's going now. Fine. Whatever is easier for you. Lindsay says... Hello, Alicia. We want a technology-free wedding. (laughs) We want it to be so tech-free, it's Amish. Oh, I love you, Lindsay. How do we ask the guests to leave their phones at home, and how do we monitor it on the day? Immediately, I'm thinking of the NSA. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read the news more often. Lindsay, this is a great idea, and I find it very well-timed. And you have written, this this question actually did come in under one of my other blog posts where I was talking about wedding apps, and it's just like the anti-question Lindsay has posed. A few weeks ago, I talked about um, an app called Wedding Party, which I love. I really do. It's a curated, it's a way to curate all your wedding images on the day. So if people are bringing along their mobile phones and uh, mobile phones, that made me sound like a granny. Have you got your mobile phone? I'll take my photo with it. That's not what I meant. If you've got, you know, smartphones and you're taking all these photos, a lot of the time it's really hard after the wedding when everyone's sort of forgotten about it and moved on with their lives to then contact all of the guests and then curate those images so you can get the get the best shots of the day and Lindsay I think has seen that post and gone no 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 we don't want any of that we would like people not to use their phones on our wedding day which I absolutely respect and love you for Lindsay because to be honest 10 years ago no one was pulling out a phone at the wedding no one was had the technology unless you had a really rich friend who had a phone with a camera in it, you know, and that was pretty rare and they were pretty shit. Remember those? I remember I had a flip phone with a camera and it took sort of like 0.2 megabyte. That's too big. It was even smaller. You know, tiny little photos that would load and go eh, 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 and you could see it loading down the screen. So this is a relatively new problem and relatively new issue that we have today to talk about, Lindsay. I'm really glad you wrote to me because it is the opposite of what most people are doing and I love it. I actually looked at it on Pinterest and um, 
there are heaps of fabulous, sassy um, signs and little painted murals and things that are easily displayed when you walk into a venue that basically say, hey, we'd love you not to use your phone today or your camera. Can you pop it in your handbag or your man bag or your whatever, your jacket and pay attention to what we're doing here because it's quite important to us. I'll include a couple of shots and links to those signs in the show notes because I think they're really effective and it's a way that's sort of lighthearted but also going, hey, we're taking this quite seriously. So that's one option for you, Lindsay. And even for people that aren't interested in saying don't use your phone at the wedding, I think it's actually quite a nice little message to say to people just to make them realize, your guests realize that they might do better by not holding the phone during the whole ceremony. So maybe it's nice for people that aren't wanting to take the as extreme measures as Lindsay perhaps and her Amish style wedding is going to do. Maybe that's a nice little touch for you to do as well. I think as a guest, you should have respect and an understanding that perhaps snapping away during a wedding ceremony isn't necessarily that polite. I'm sure we've all been to weddings where someone has brought out, here's one, I remember I went to a wedding a couple of years ago and uh, a, some, a friend of the parents came out with a, a Canon camera, nice looking camera, pretty new I'm suspecting, and this lady was taking photos throughout the ceremony but had all of the noises and the camera on. You could hear it, you know, ching, 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 you know there's fake noises because clearly it's a, it's a digital camera. It's not making any noises for real. But throughout the whole wedding ceremony, she was taking these photos and I could have throttled her. I really could have. And also she was wandering around. You're like, listen, sit in your seat, watch the ceremony, stop playing with the phone and take it in. So, Lindsay, that was rambling. I'm so sorry, but I'm quite into this topic now, you've asked me. Here's some solutions. The first thing is, if you decide you don't want guests taking photos at all during the wedding, then you really need to tell them that in advance. You need to prepare them, okay, because that's controversial in a great way. You maybe say, hey, we understand you can't leave the phones at home because some people have family issues. They want to have a phone on them, but we don't want to see it during the wedding. Keep it in your pockets. We prefer it if you follow our suggestions and guidelines, not having the phone at all. The other thing you could do is saying, hey, leave the phone in your pocket until we get to the reception and everyone's having a good time. Then you can take photos, but we prefer if during the wedding ceremony and cocktail hour that you, you know, don't take photos. If you want to mention this, you could perhaps put a note in with the wedding invitations and sort of say, make it fun and sassy, just saying, this is what we believe in. Get ready, because this is what's going to happen. Lindsay, when you ask if there's a way to monitor it on the big day, I don't think you're going to be thinking about that. I don't think you're going to be going around asking people to put their phones in their handbags. But if you really feel that strongly about it, you can word up if you have a wedding planner or perhaps bridal party, if someone wants to make an announcement on the day before the ceremony, before you arrive, that could be an option. Perhaps that's a little crazy, but hey, do whatever you want. I have seen people asking um, their guests not to post photos of the wedding on social media on the day. Perhaps they want to be able to share their wedding photos with relatives that couldn't make it and don't want them to see necessarily people's drunk photos from your wedding reception on Facebook at 11 o'clock at night. I think that's perfectly reasonable to say, hey, we'll decide what we're going to put online. 
use an app like Wedding Party or one of the others, and then you're in control of what people see of your wedding, not just what people are posting randomly. And also, they shouldn't be posting things on Facebook at your wedding. I think that's a bit scummy. So the other thing you can do is if you don't want any photos at all, Lindsay, and people start getting huffy about not having photos to take home with them, is that you could say, have a chat to your wedding photographer. And if you are doing an online gallery that you could sort of say, hey, I'd like to send the link out to the gallery. And if people wish to purchase prints or, uh, you know, electronic images, if that's what a photographer is happy to sell people. Um, then that's another way. You can share the gallery with them afterwards, perhaps in an electronic thank you card to say here are all the beautiful images of the day. Aren't you glad you had your phone in your pocket and didn't miss a thing? As a quick side note to this topic, if you are getting hitched in a church or even some registry offices, do ask if it's cool to take photos in there because there's been quite a few brides that I've spoken to in the past. When I was writing my book, I actually spoke to a couple of people that got caught out on the day when people were taking photos inside the church and the minister gave them a bit of a a wrap over the knuckles during the ceremony. So I think it's important that you communicate with your venue and the vendors and just say, is it cool? Can I have permission? Often churches will allow a professional photographer to come in and take photos, but they don't want flash photography for some reason to be taken. So always ask the question. Um, Lindsay, it's important you ask that question. If you're having no other photos on the day, just make sure that it's cool wherever you are getting married, that that is fine to take photos. I'm sure it will be. Just always ask. You don't want to have some sort of issue on the wedding day. So there you have it, Lindsay. I think communicate it beforehand, print out a funky sign, Add a little note into the invitations if you haven't already sent them and uh, communicate. That's all you need to do. And I'm sure everyone will be thanking you by the end of the day by saying, oh, I haven't missed my phone at all because gee whiz, we use them a lot. And they're also a bit of a social crutch in a way that we have these things in our hands, like our little square shaped hands now, and we seem to take photos when we should be taking attention. Here's something that really irks me is that when you go to a concert, a gig, as the kids say, no kids say that, that's me being old. When you go to a concert and you see people with their mobile phones and the cell phones up videoing the musician, part of me just goes, you're idiots. You've paid the hundred bucks to see this person. Why are you videoing it? How about you just live in the moment now? And the other part of me is like sucked in. You're wasting your time. It's so loud in here. There's no way in hell you're ever going to listen back to that music. It's going to just going to sound like this. I'm so sorry if that hurt your ears. I should have, I should have said to you, I'm going to make an awful noise with the microphone. Don't dump me. I love you. Anyway, my last story, my last point on this matter is as a performer, There is nothing more annoying and shitful when an audience member uses a mobile phone or a cell phone in the dark when you're performing. Now, I have done so many stand-up gigs when people have had their mobile phone, even if they're just checking the time, which is not great. As a stand-up comic, you don't want to see people checking the time when you're on stage. But a few years ago, I did a Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. It was a solo show, a solo one-woman, sort of a solo one-woman. There you go. Work that out. A a one-woman show. There was a period in, in the play that was completely blackout. I was sitting and then I open my laptop on the stage and the laptop light shines on my face. It's very theatrical, very dramatic. And here I am doing this monologue. And then at the back of the theater, I see this idiot 
<laughs> with his phone. Now, probably, I don't know, texting his friends. Maybe he wasn't interested in my comedy. I don't know. Maybe he was sending a text going, this is the best show I've ever seen. I love it so much. I don't care. Because all I could see in this theater that was completely black was this redhead doofus's face being lit up. It was completely (laughs) distracting. And from then on, I mean, I've always been, I think, quite a conscious, uh, respectful theatre goer or attender of events or, uh, you know, someone going to a wedding, for example. I wouldn't pull my phone out of that sort of situation. But from then on, I've been hyper aware of just not being a douchebag. There it is. So if you are attending an event in the near future, pop your phone in your bag and live life. Quick question from Kez from Melbourne. Oh, hello, Melbourne. I miss you so much, Melbourne. I love you, London, but I miss you, Melbourne. If you don't know, I'm actually sitting in London at the moment with this accent. But broadcasting to you, I don't know where. You could be in America. I've got listeners in Japan, Panama, all over the place, which is why I love podcasting. I reach so many different places and all over the world. It's amazing. Kez says, should I invite the celebrant... That's a very Australian word. I think some people call it a registrar. Maybe in England, a registrar. The person that's going to marry you, the priest, the minister, whatever. Should I invite the celebrant to the reception? Okay, Kez, this is this is a quick and easy one. I would say unless you have a personal relationship with that person, for example, Rich and I were married by our lovely friend Vanessa, who was a stand-up comedian. Vanessa Ballard, if you're in Australia and looking for a cracking celebrant. Vanessa's fabulous, but she's a personal friend of ours. So she stayed on and had a great time because she's a mate. But if there's a celebrant that you've just hired from the Yellow Pages, there's a blast from the past, I would say no, they're not expecting to be invited to your wedding celebration because marrying people is their job. One kind gesture from your end could be to ask if they wish to have a meal. Now, I wouldn't be offering the meal around to everyone. For example, a lot of people do include the meal uh, for a band or the DJ because they're there late into the night. And a caterer, like our caterer, for example, said we can do a cheaper meal for your um, vendors that are staying on. And uh, it's it's less than, you know, we would have paid for a guest. So that might be a nice gesture, especially if you're asking them to travel a longer distance, perhaps. I'm not just saying, you know, they've got to go one train stop down the road then don't give them a meal but you know you could offer to do that but otherwise cares I would say no they do their they do their thing you sign the documents you wish them well and then they're off on their journeys so thank you so much cares for your question I hope that's very clear and precise and concise and I hope I've answered that correctly for you the next question uh comes from BB. I like that. I know that your name's Bianca, BB, because I can see it on your Twitter profile. But BB says to me, Alicia, my parents have been divorced for over 10 years. It's all reasonably amicable. That's a hard word to say. And I'm happy it's amicable because, you know, that causes even more trouble if it's not. My dad has asked if I can involve my stepmother in the wedding. Oh, good on your dad. What job can I give her? BB, families are hard and step families are even harder. I'm a part of a step family. We all get along reasonably well. However, lots of step families do not. And when it comes to weddings, people have very firm ideas about where they think their place in that wedding are slash is. And a lot of the time, the bride and groom are the last people to find out what they think their places are. So when it comes to your dad asking you this question, I ask you, BB, is this something you want to happen? 
do you get along with your stepmother? I know you've said it's amicable, but, um, you know, by the fact that he's had to ask you, maybe you're not that close with her and maybe you don't want her involved in the wedding. I'm not saying that this is a big factor, but I think you need to ask, like I always say in these podcasts, what you want to do, what's in your heart and what will make you happy on the day. If stepmother is a new person, if stepmother, I, if your stepmother, that makes her sound very impersonal. If your stepmother is new on the scene, perhaps it's not as appropriate. Maybe she's been around for nine years. I don't know your personal situation. So when we're talking about blended families, which is a nice way to call step families, I think it's important that you ask, how formal is the wedding going to be? How formal are the roles of people within the wedding? For example, are your parents walking in with you to the wedding? Is your father walking you down the aisle? And have you thought about where your stepmother might be while that's happening? If your mum and dad are walking you in, if, if they are getting along together, that's really nice. You could ask if you have groomsmen as well, you could ask a groomsman to perhaps walk in with your stepmother if that's sort of an easy way to say give her a job. Well, maybe that's including her in the actual ceremony when you're walking in together. If you are concerned about giving her an actual job, one easy way and one really respectful and lovely question you could ask her is if she would like to do a reading during the ceremony, which is a really nice way to say, oh, I really care about you and I want you to be involved, but then not asking too much of them. And it doesn't have to be a long reading either. There's lots of great readings out there that are just a couple of lines and then they feel like they've done a cracking job and they can sit down and feel included. My mind also went to how step families and blended families are included in formal wedding invitations. That's always one that I think is interesting to look at. If you are going the whole hog and saying that you know, you're using your parents' names on the invitations, which is a very formal way and a lot of people are not going down that track anymore. But if you are having that sort of um, vibe, you, you may want to use, instead of saying Marjorie and Bill and Jason and Marie and blah, 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 you know, the 15 names because of your blended families, perhaps you could say that uh, your name and your partner's name together with their families or perhaps the bride and groom together with their parents, all 28 of them, invite you. So there are ways around including everyone but not making a big deal about it. The big thing I think I would like to say to you is your parents are adults. We're hoping they're well-behaved people and I'm really hoping that they will act like that on the day of your wedding and not include any of their interpersonal problems because it's a shame when that happens and... I think it's really selfish, to be honest, with people getting in each other's business on your wedding day. So whatever happens, I really hope that they're on their best behavior. If you don't want to give your stepmother a job, just don't do it. Just say, I really like you. It's just nice enough that I've invited you along. So I wish you the absolute best with all that, BB. And look, any follow-up questions, please get in touch because I know it's a really difficult situation. And I know a lot of listeners out there would be dealing with this very same position now because the reality is you know a lot of one in two marriages end in divorce and a lot of our parents are divorced and we all have to sort of make things work so I uh, tip my hat to you and hope that you can figure it out and find the appropriate job for your stepmother. I had two other questions I was going to talk about this episode but I reckon I've reached my time limit with you and I will save them for next time. 
Have you subscribed to the Save the Date Wedding podcast on iTunes or Stitcher? I really hope so. Gee whiz, I hope so. That's my very serious voice. Have you? Have you done it? I've asked you to do it. I hope you get to do it. It's my teacher voice. I'd love it if you subscribe because that means it's delivered straight away every time I upload a new episode. You get it in your hot little hand. There it is. So if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, you can do so via iTunes. You'll see them all there. Or if you head to savethedatepodcast.com. That's savethedatepodcast.com and you'll be able to see the entire back catalogue and all of the show notes. Every episode, I sit down and I collate all the links and anything I'm talking about now, I include in the show notes. So if you're trying to find something that I've mentioned, such as apps or links, do have a look there because I guarantee you it'll be there. And if you can't find it, send me a message. I'll get back to you. Until the next episode, take care and happy days.